Heart and Bold Fit Podcast. Peace and love, family. This is your host, James Geralds, broadcasting. Um, I want to do a little short public service announcement before we get started. This will be episode 142 of the podcast, and we've been able to get pretty far up until now. You know, we've hit Seattle, we've hit Indianapolis, Santa Rosa, L.A., um, you know, a bunch of different places. Shoot, we had guests come on from um, Ireland, you know, and this has all been pretty much funded by your boys. So I am asking for your help if you guys are interested and you know what I'm saying, helping take into this podcast. <laughs> if you guys are interested in helping take this podcast to the next level, if you enjoy the music, if you've learned anything, please consider donating a dollar. There is a donation link in the description for every episode. And for um, there's also a Patreon if you guys are interested in bonus segments. Up until now, we've had zero people donate a dollar. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep asking until somebody finds the car, uh, the kindness in their heart to shoot your boy a dollar or uh, maybe at some point we'll provide enough value. So it's like, okay, this is worth that. But I want to reach out to you guys and uh, see, you know what I'm saying? And uh, let's get to the episode. So if you have a dollar, shoot that over. Kind of like, you know, the barista. After you get your caramel macchiato, your your Americano, wherever you're drinking, you know what I'm saying? Just tip the barista. So consider tipping your host. And uh, those tips will go towards video equipment, um, you know, things that will improve the quality of this podcast and enable us to get the guests that you guys so desire. And with that being said, let's get to the episode, man. James, quit begging, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. Art and Bold Fit Podcast. Art and Bold Fit Podcast. Are we starting now? We here. Episode 142 of the Art and BS Podcast. The podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. I am your host from the West Coast, James Geralds, broadcasting from the slums of the Mural District in Fresno, California. Let's get some housekeeping out the way. Shout out to Cats on Apple holding us down. Hit us with that five-star review. Homies over on Spotify, we'll see you at the end of the year. And that wrapped up three way oh it's for y'all over on patreon man listen, i see you we growing you know what i'm saying listeners on the web we see you let's make sure we got them plugs in have some respect for your artwork put a batican on that john hit up nigel from the batican custom framery he's about to run a pre-sale so if you're interested in the cassettes the casinos the tabernacle the Flemish corner, you know what I'm saying? You got that, you got that Dutch ripple money, you know. Um, hit up Nigel, and uh, you know what I'm saying. He, he gonna get you the finest framery you can get this side of the Mississippi. If you guys are in California looking for some quality tattoos, hit up Widow's Walk Tattoo. You tired of getting staph infections from Ray Ray trying to do your neck piece in his baby mama? Impreza, hit up Widow's Walk Tattoo. You tired of worrying about blood-borne pathogens, you know what I'm saying? Because Katie learning how to do stick and poke. Uh, designs while her boyfriend's locked up. Hit up Widow's Walk Tattoo. 
Jason and Laura Graham, fine tattoo artists who specialize in original artwork and crispy, clean line work. Man, listen. So hit them up if you guys are interested. And they also, you know, they got all types of skill sets. Uh, you guys want some artwork, yeah, some illustrations. They, you know, they, they got you. Tell them James sent you. Hmm, man. Um, do I have any announcements? Oh, also, uh, next month we will be doing the first annual that I know of. I've never seen this happen. Broadway Studios group show over at the Jeffrey Scott Agency in Fresno, California. It will be... Hold on, wait a minute. Nah, wait, wait, nah. <laughs> Respectfully. You know, I got, got to give that a hand. That's hype. So... Featured artists, man. We got about 22, I think, so far in the cut. Let me drop some names real quick. Um, Adam Langati, Michael Garcia, Josh Wigger, Robert Amador, um, Nigel Robertson, Vegan Masoyan. Um, we got some other real special guests, too. I kind of want to uh, hold some stuff close but be looking for the flyer and then july we're gonna really talk about this one this was the one i'm really excited about because yeah the third art mbs podcast group show in fresno california so that's gonna be really really exciting and we'll talk about what's going into that as a curator you know we're gonna we're gonna really talk about this because your boy is curating and then and August, I will be at Tioga Sequoia Brewery for uh, a solo show over yonder. So, yeah, pull up. But uh, I think that's announcements. First time listeners, we appreciate you guys coming out. Peace and love. Return family members. You saw me just get out of the whip. I mean, it, I mean, we here. Eel nigga alert. Eel nigga alert. Let's get them cuts going. Art and bold fit. Uh, let's try this again. Let's see if we can get going. Podcast family, what up? All my babies, what you want? Get my levels right, man. Listen. Right? Smoke it if you got sip it if you got you don't smoke popping. Man, listen. We out here. What you guys painting when you got that acrylic, you got that oil, all my cats whipping that watercolor I see. You see you in the yard with that spray paint, what's happening? All my sculptors, what's up, photographers I see. You get the mock up straight on Procreate, man, listen. on time start your Monday off right what y'all sipping on 
Shorts out, ladies, and sundresses, man. Listen. Voice, you know I'm the instinctive choice. Quit playing with me. So tired of all the darkness in Back on time, man. Listen, your boy, we be out here treating this thing like a sacred process that it is. Get into a Stepping out, talk about it. Man, it was out there too. <laughs> Shouts to all the ladies breaking hearts, breaking pockets, securing bags, and popping tags with luxurious thighs. I'm out here single, quit playing with me. But that's not what this is about. Some BS with the R, James. <laughs> yeah, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. What we got? What we got coming up? Art and Goldfit podcast. Slow it down on y'all. Yeah. Close y'all out with this one. Niggas came a long way, man. No quarters, just the monogram. I'm to talk about my festival. We're over. This first question was, do you own it? Smoke the monogram, drink a spade. Emory Road, the golden bottles, ice cold. It's part of my life is a bonus. I got pictures with the homie I never posted. Personal convos with him, I never told it. Like, peace, God. I just want to see you filthy rich. And the words been ringing louder in my head ever since. That was hotel level. Next time we connect, we hit a spot up that's real special. When Paris rockin' drip and the details is the real devil. Still got the joint with the drum morning and shell catches. Mm-hmm. And lately I've been hardly getting rest. Looking back at my life, though, it's hardly any regrets. The raw we pitched on the steps. This water sit on my neck. Now I got my feet up in my office, nigga. Yeah, I'm blessed. Conway. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wanna sell cocaine forever. Like we need to go. We need to keep going. We need to keep going. Take y'all out. Yeah. 
Yeah, once again it's on, rappers doing bad, ain't no motherfucking renaissance mm -hmm. We put us through the ringer like intercoms, but like names on the walk of fame that was written in the stars mm -hmm. Their pedigree is just popping off heat, only thing they do better than me, rhyme off beat Talk about it, 200 vinyl don't mean that you lit, just mean 200 cats were dumb enough to buy that shit Listen, and it ain't gonna be worth nothing on the resale, so please chill, son your whole swag is piecemeal I rock the shows, people dying to I set the tone for the artist that you trying to be Who flying to me, it's not even an option I said, I made cake like Dr. Dre when my pockets got slim And you ain't in your mother's top ten It don't matter what your pronouns are, you are not him Yeah, yeah, you are it's not that, him uh, You're old Drew, uh, and I'm not him Pronouns, and they um, not before it. this we play Conway the Machine monogram You are not him, yeah um, Second up, we had Joe Jackson, uh, Night and, and Day, them. and we no. started y'all off with that it. Baby Rose It don't matter power. what your pronouns so, are, you yeah. are not him. And grade A is how your boy is regarded. I really make waves every time my voice is recorded. Listen, for every bump on your face, I got a classic joint for it. I'm like Luca Don Chits from this point forward. To get ahead, I had to master the step back. Check my correct stats, the passes was exact mm -hmm. Can't lock me in the box, cause I've been creative uh, Dog, you not innovative, you administrative Talk about No guts, no pause, y'all just check data That's why I'm up on the stage and you a spectator Film, you'll give me neck just a sec later Swatch. These rappers lines is imaginary like the equator You heard? Take no metaphors, no do they drop gems Most of these rappers poppin' cause the fans ain't got no options Straight up. Sound flawed with your doctrine uh -huh. It don't matter what you prone I'll have to talk about you on this one. I'm him. Yeah, yeah, you are not him. Uh, uh, and I'm not them. Uh huh. And they not uh, it. I think that's it. Don't matter what your pronouns are. You are not him. We just gonna use that as is. Yo, my grandma bumped. We just this gonna shit, use bro. that as is. Yo, my grandma bumped this shit, bro. That ass. Art and bold. Art and bold shit podcast. Okay, I think the podcast. episode's actually starting now. Um, episode 142 of the Art and BS Podcast. Smoke it if you got it. Sip it if you got it. My hair is getting long and it's annoying me, you guys. I'm trying to position these. Hold up. Position these headphones so it stays out of my face. I need to get a wave cap or something. New now. Sponsor us. Mm. So, we got lots of cover, y'all. Me, this mic situated okay so um where do we start at as an artist we we attempt to do this thing day in and day out drawing painting sculpting whatever your medium is it's a pursuit of your craft and expression and excellence and Understanding, and I think through creating art, hopefully we um, see the the uh, the benefits and the not only the benefits, but like the 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 good stuff that comes out of it, how people resonate with it. But that's where we're getting further ahead. We got a lot to talk about, you guys. So let's go over art hop just passed, right? You guys are wondering last week. James, you were talking about closing out um, your show at the Black Chamber of Commerce. 
if you guys, a lot, I don't expect for y'all to have listened to last week's episode. It was a solo episode. And, yeah, man, them joints. Um, yeah. But anyway, some reason you guys keep asking me to make them. But so the Black Chamber of Commerce closing reception, actually, because um, of weather conditions, was canceled. But if you guys are in Fresno, California, and you're interested in seeing 13 pieces um, by the host of the Art and BS podcast, um, yeah, you can go by there during business hours or something like that or hit somebody up, make an appointment anyway. Yeah, so what did I end up doing? You know, the cool part is, is I was, I am blessed enough to have a studio at Broadway Studios. Um, so I was able to open up. Realistically, you guys, I had to clean up my studio because it was a wreck so I did get a chance to open up but before that I think everything worked out like it should have um because the show got canceled and be, since it got canceled I was able to go out and see some other art shows and who man some good stuff happened you guys um you know, I went out with a few friends, a few of the Art and BS podcast alumnus who have you who you have heard on a few different um, episodes. Shouts to Vika Masoyan, shouts to Jason Graham. We hit them streets, y'all. So um, I was able to check out a few different galleries. Uh, Corridor. We went to Fig Tree. Got a chance to go by Robert Ogata's gallery, which uh, his studio, which was it's fantastic. We stopped by the um, Downtown Artist Gallery. Um, you'll be hearing that name pop up a lot more on this podcast because your boy has a um, a show there. And you might be wondering, like, James, what's up with your voice? Well, this is, I don't know. Yeah, something happened to it and deal with it. We just hear. I am, I am literally straining my vocal cords to bring you this quality content. So, shouts to dropping my lighter. But... So we went to the Downtown Artist Gallery, and I'd like to talk about that one first because that was really cool. Um, seeing Adam Langati, uh, he had an entire body of work, and, you know, he's one of those guests who, or one of those artists that I've been pursuing, and time is one of those things that, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to schedule with, with people sometimes. But you never know. We might have a have them, you know, coming on the show pretty soon. I mean, hey. Um, but there were some really wonderful paintings. They were extremely affordable. But I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm a broke dude, so I couldn't. Man. But I was really surprised with how affordable those paintings were. And it really made me kind of look at my pricing. Like, James, where you kind of. But then also, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, but he had some really nice plein air paintings, um, studio paintings, um, and just a wide variety of, of sizes and price points. And I mean, it was a really great show. And I got a chance to meet some of the other artists that will be showing in the Exquisite Corpse uh, project. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's going to be pretty lit coming up at the downtown Fresno Artist Gallery and James Gerald's. Yeah, man, it's kind of tight being on the team. Anyway, um, got a chance to check out some other exhibits. Um, I think Adi Dixon um, had, a, had a show over Corridor 
gallery. It might have some numbers behind it or something, but that was kind of cool. Shout out to Adi, uh, you know, black women, you know, putting forth paint on canvas. And, yeah, all like the stuff, yeah. Short air horns, but y'all y'all know the energy. Um, yeah, it's always good. So got a chance to do that, move around, and um, it, it's wild, you guys, because it is it's the show getting canceled enabled me to really get out meet some people shake some hands secure some podcast guests for your enjoyment and it was really a blessing so blessings in disguise might be the overall theme of this episode because sometimes things happen you know and I remember a few months ago I was like man I was down bad not to say that like you know stuff is like super we not at the palace in the sky like this is we're still fighting but a few months ago it was man like your boy was feeling like he couldn't breathe I just I was like ah, ah, ah you know taking hits from every angle and I look back and I'm like this where I'm at right now the opportunities that are presenting themselves are a direct result of going through those hardships so without those hardships you know I wouldn't be right here right now and I, I say that to say for you guys a lot of you guys are going through stuff I don't know what you're going through or maybe I do sometimes I know sometimes I don't but I say that to say it is preparing you for what is to come so just hold tight you guys I mean there's this weight on your shoulder and yeah but um I digress oh <laughs> So I do want to take time, and this is, we're getting into this really, really quickly, and I wanted to save it for a little, for, for later on, and hopefully maybe we can work in um, some of those things, but I will say this, Tuesday was the first time I've ever, ever, ever in my life went to an art show, <laughs> you guys like, what happened? going to an art show helping out a pregnant couple and getting kicked out by the curator because they and they feelings based on who you are is crazy you know what i'm saying so i think to these curators out here stop worrying about me stop worrying about these other artists who are not even touching nothing they're not bugging you they're just in there assisting people who really are like yo can you help out and uh you know and stop asking hold on wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Let, I'm, let me i mean because you know i could aim this at the curators but artists let me let me let's, let's talk real quick so i think that a lot of times we see these instagram memes and there'll be these famous artists and they'll try to you know, encourage us to, you know, promote our art a certain way or be a certain way. And there's levels to the game. I understand that. If you're an artist and you're coming from nothing, you know, you've never done an art show or maybe you're somebody who has set up tables around their city with their artwork because that's how they're trying to get their artwork in front of people. It's like a by any means necessary sort of thing, you know. Like, how do I get in these galleries? How do I get these art shows? If you're in that point, you're going to, there's going to come a point in time where you're cooking, you're making artwork, and then you'll start to see these open calls for art shows. You'll start to see these people who are in these art collectives or trying to establish art collectives. 
and I'm gonna tell you something. These art collectives, it's it's really it's cap, it's game, it's it's like they're pumping artists full of hot air. So here's here's what's really happening. I'm gonna tell y'all from the ground floor because I see it. Um People are out here and they're like trying to do these art collectives and really what they want to do is they want to get artists who are more prolific, who put out more work, who are making more work. They want to get artists who are actually cooking and then that way they can attach themselves and this brand and then build value. But what people don't understand is that's not how the game goes. Like if you look at it and you think about it like... Every time there's a crew or a collective, it's like a ground up sort of thing. And what people want to do is they, it's like these curators, man. I mean, I look at Wu-Tang, right? Just for a prime example. And it's not even, I mean, you could consider Wu-Tang as a collective. Before they got a major record deal, RZA was like, yo, you, 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 and you. You look at somebody like No Limit, or you look at like Hieroglyphics, there's Souls of Mischief, there's Del the Funky Homo Sapien, there's Casual, there's Pep Love, and the pros. Um, and I think that the people got it messed up, you guys. They want artists who are already established, and then it's it doesn't even benefit the artist to to do that right so you'll get these people who all they do is they post they'll take a hold on wait because <laughs> i'm kind of i'm my brain is like on fire right now because i'm really trying to get some stuff off my chest you get these people where you get these people who are looking for artists to join some sort of collective or they're looking for artists to do these art shows and then the artists will come out to the art show and they have to hang their own work and they're not being educated on how to properly wire their work, how to properly frame their work, the importance of framing, the import, the difference in framing drawings versus paintings. Like as a curator, these are the things that they should be educating you guys on. So if you come into these shows and you got these janky curators, these super ultra janky curators, they're manipulating artists who are creating publications, monetizing these publications, and they never bought no artwork off of artists. And ask them when you start hitting these kids, what start? Yeah, what you know? What I'm saying you who who you got in your collection, and then see see because. Real recognizes real. And if you're doing this, if you're putting on all these shows, right, and you're taking a commission, that's cool. Yeah, they, they have to feed their families. But artists, there is just, there is a large market. And it's just like the record industry, you guys. Like, people would have talent, and these record labels would come in, and they make them sign these contracts. Or they wouldn't make them. They would encourage them. Hey, you get exposure. And then their rights are signed away. So, and it's not that dire, but I would say these janky curators are coming in. They want to use artists as leeway to get people into their, you know, um, art shows that necessarily wouldn't have. Yeah, man. I mean, like, it wouldn't have anything else besides bad art, like, done with projectors and, like, crappy portraits of Maya Angelou and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's, 
if you look at it, and, and yeah, I'm firing shots. Hold on, man, listen. Wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, 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 we here. The whole clip, till it's empty. Quit playing with me. Mm. Okay, so I say that's, I'm not telling you guys don't do the art shows, but what I am saying is, is if, if you see this, understand it, it's just going to keep happening. These, these curators are going to keep milking you and it's up to you to start to seek out opportunities with like-minded individuals, with artists who are also working, who are putting it down, who are really trying to, you know, make a footprint. Because um, a lot of times people are just doing art to do art. And I think about it like fighting games, like fighting games, um, Street Fighter in general. You can say, I'm going to play this game and you go. And you pick Chun-Li, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to mash these buttons. Or you can say, I'm going to learn how this game works. And you can pick Chun-Li. And you can say, okay, all right, she has this light kick. All right, that does this. All right, she has this medium kick. All right, that does this. But then if I press on the directional, if I press the joystick and I press medium kick, she does a different thing. You can be a student of the craft. And I think that's where the divide is is and there's nothing wrong with playing artist but there's also being a student of the craft and learning and trying to figure out like how can I be more accurate how can I be more um in tune with nature in order to express myself because that's what we are doing this for I know that's what I'm doing it for and a lot of times it's like a clout thing. You know, you see a lot of people, they want to take pictures in front of the art and and that's like the whole thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to realize um, if the art that you're making isn't getting the response that you would like for it to get, um, it's not necessarily, it's a chops thing. You have to get your chops up. And I think, I have heard people say, oh, James is judging me and, you know, James is, James doesn't respect me like he does other artists. And these are, I'm going to tell you guys, this is me being vulnerable and keeping it a thou out with you. And it just, it takes me like, you know, I gasp on the inside because on, on one thing, on one hand, I, I do think that I, I have an opinion, I feel the way I feel, and I'm entitled to that, and it doesn't make it wrong. On the other hand, I don't think that people should hold my opinion in such a high regard that they have a mental breakdown or they attempt to demonize me based on me not liking something um, that they've made. It's a really complicated subject because I wanted to talk about janky curators because there is there's a lot of there are a lot of art shows popping up and that's cool but then there's also just a lot of people who don't know what they're doing so and that's okay but the thing is, is it's not okay to remain but here's a hold on hold on hold on here's what's not okay when you do know when you know better. Because there are some people who know better, who understand 
how to actually put this stuff together and then they don't. And my, my question is, is if we're creating these spaces for artists, right? What is the goal? What's the reaction that we want from the public? Is it one of astoundment and awe and creating a, an experience that they would never forget? Because if that's the goal, then we have to ask ourselves, what are the artistic experiences that led us to that feeling? When did a painting make me cry? When did a performance, did an art performance speak to me so loudly that I questioned my own approach to making things or portraying myself in a particular light in performances or you you guys get what I'm saying like because the things that impact us we we have to somehow bottle rebottle that lightning and impact other people in our own particular way so if that's the goal then I think that's cool and we're reaching for it but if it's not even something that we're thinking about or seeing then that's a problem in and of itself um and i don't want to stay on these janky curators for too long but i i think that it's important to bring attention because a lot of artists are getting manipulated and they're getting they're being led to believe you know, hey, this is going to be something that's going to get you some exposure. And a lot of times you'll hear people saying, they, you know, I mean, man, oh, yeah, this is, you know, we're giving artists a shot. And, and that's cool. That's tight. But what are you learning? Because an opportunity is cool. But this type of stuff, uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was hard. It's hard to learn how to do this stuff like doing an art show okay you make these paintings you show them people might react to them they might not but if no one is telling you proper lighting if no one is telling you maybe it's not good to paint the walls black because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch of things um but and none of these are set in stone, you guys, but I do think that it's the curator's job to at least impart some sort of wisdom to these artists so they can move forward and seek better opportunities and not be stuck and beholden to a curator. Because a lot of times it's people being jealous and then thinking like, hey, I can do an event, I can curate these art shows, and then they've never been invited to any art shows. They've never been. And that's, it's like the blind leading the blind, y'all. So it, man, just be careful. Be safe out there. Shouts to janky curators. Shout outs to the people um, actually curating dope shows. Because we have to, we have to sh shed light on that also. The people curating dope shows. Because there are, there are people who... Oh man, they understand how to look at art. They understand, and even if I don't agree with all the decisions, I think that they're there. If there is a, and it doesn't even have to be a common theme, I think that there has to be a goal for it. 
and something that has some honesty and some integrity because when there doesn't when when there isn't I'm sorry honesty and integrity people feel it and then y'all looking at me like oh James is making me uncomfortable but I'm like why are you having this pregnant lady hang her own artwork um you know what I'm saying why are you having artists hang other artists artwork like shouldn't you be doing that yeah no, I mean you know and, and I've seen it so it, and it's a really weird spot to be in you guys to see to see that um but yeah janky curators shout out to that mm. so artists the thing that you always want to consider being an artist in this game is what are my goals? What is my current trajectory? And are my actions aligning with where I want to be? I'm going to give you some secret sauce real quick. And a lot of, and, and people, the real gangsters in this art stuff, they're going to tell you this and people playing art. They're not going to tell you this. You might need to quit painting. You might need to take some time, stop painting, and just focus on drawing. And what that's going to do, if you really study and you attempt to improve your accuracy in what in translating what you see onto this flat surface, when you go back, your knowledge is going to have increased and it'll feel a lot less stressful drawing and painting will feel better to you and it's going to be a lot more enjoyable because you won't be fighting as much to try to convey something or you can be beholden to adobe photoshop and posterized filters and be mad at people because, you know what I'm saying? You're bastardizing imagery in the name of like attempting to play artist. So, I digress. Art and bullshit podcast. It is. It's one of those. It's it's one of those things, you guys. That kind of weighs heavy on my heart. The janky curator. The hey, do you know any artists who might be interested? man and we're going in on these guys because i'm like how are you curating an art show and you ain't know no artists like you know zero artists you know two artists and then you're you're now you're a curator you know you're doing an open call and curators if you I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys if you guys are interested because i don't want this to be a deterrent for people who are in art trying to or wanting to put together an art show the thing I want you guys to think about is a like what what is the experience that I'm attempting to um, what is the experience that I'm attempting to create and these artists that we are you know the artists that comprise the show what is the benefit for them because there should be a benefit outside of just exposure. Because if 
a janky curator is learning how to be a decent curator. Like if they're learning on the job at the expense of the artist, that's not really fair to the artist. And sure, life isn't fair. But, I mean, yeah, guys, it's just maybe go and check out some art shows and, and take some notes and see how people are doing it and then put that as some information in your cap as opposed to being, um, you know, a janky curator. But I think maybe that is the, the thing that kind of gets people going is, is a, oh, I can do this sort of attitude. And yeah, you can do it. But hopefully you study and, and attempt to, you know, get some people around you. Because that, that was one thing that helped me was having artists around me who have, you know, been preparators, who have been art handlers, who have curated different exhibitions and being able to pick their brain on how certain things work optically and just, um, you know, as far as the experience that we want the, you know, the people to perceive and to experience, experiencing, experiencing and experience is nuts. Only here will you experience and experience. Yo, man, I was experiencing the experience over there. I'm sorry, guys. That might not be funny to you, but it's just so. Like, all right, James. Um, but yeah, and I've never heard any content aimed uh, at janky curators. And you guys will start to look and start to see different things and as you go to these art shows you will you will kind of understand it takes a long time to build a reputation and it takes a very short time to shatter it so as we build our reputations with integrity honesty and um hopefully we can you know not do artists the way that we wouldn't want to be done and we can treat these artists the way we would want to be treated and you curators out there who have no idea of anything because that's the thing like I get called like y'all let's and I don't think I've ever talked about this there was one time um I got hit up and it was like hey James you know I'd like to pick your brain as far as like this whole Fresno art scene goes, I'm looking to start doing art shows. So this this lady hits me up with a real long old message and it was like on the podcast page. So I'm thinking, you know, it's a it's a person who wants to get into either podcasting or throwing shows or something like that. And it was a really awkward interaction um, that I had at a bar off of that DM, off of that direct message that it was so awkward. And it was essentially a person who has no history in the art community um, that, that I could see wanting to enter and do art shows and help artists. But I've said this time and time again, you guys will hear me, I'll sound like a broken record. To help people, you should probably get around the people that you're trying to help and talk to them and see how you can best assist them instead of um, 
coming up with some really bizarre theme that artists have to try to create work around. Um, that's just not, I don't know, you're just making it harder. And and also the thing is, is you know, these these random interactions, it's, I have to really be careful, you guys, because after that whole George Floyd thing and after, you know, I was the trope of several Fresno art coalitions, <laughs> um, I just had to really, you know, kind of recess and get back into my my painterly groove and not really mess with people because that's what they doing now you're trying to you know but that's man i feel like we just i took a whole 45 minutes out of you guys's life to attempt to warn you of the woes and the pitfalls of this art world because i'm in a very weird position right now you guys, um, locally, it seems like, I mean, nationally, I'm fighting and I'm a nobody. And locally, I still feel like I'm a nobody. But there is a small section of artists who look at me like this, like, villain, like, Dick Dastardly. <laughs> oh, it's just great to me, though. Because, it's, you know, you try to become the hero and you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Shouts to Hove. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, it's just... And, and not carrying that is something that I, I find myself, you know, patting myself on the back for. Because you you know really where it's at and not what people portray you to be. So... Um, yeah, curators, get your get your game right. Quit putting. <laughs> and you know what? Hold on, let me. Because <laughs> I think that that's it's really hard. Like, and I say this because I'm in a real tricky spot, you guys. I I think that as an artist who came up from nothing and. You know, people, they shit on me. Like, pardon my French, this is an explicit podcast. I was shit on, um, and nothing was given to me. So it part of me thinks, thinks like, okay, there's a character-building aspect to that. Like, the graffiti mindset of, like, you have to pay dues and you got to get up. And the internet really don't mean anything. Like, it's... Are you up in your own city? Are you up in the yards? And that's kind of the, the stance I take to this art thing. Um, I never really expected for people to just, you know, give me a participation trophy. They, you know, they told me, eh, James, you know, your paintings are trash. And I might sound like a broken record. You guys have heard these stories many times before. But I do think that there's a sense of, like, resiliency and, like, bouncing back and wanting to improve and wanting to get better and, and putting yourself amidst sharks and the people who you respect and the artists who you revere and figuring out like what do I have to do for myself to earn my place amongst these people because that's you earn your place amongst the greats like and I'm still trying to earn myself 
a spot amongst these greats. It's really interesting to have friends who I admire and who I look up to. And, you know, who in some sense admire me as an artist. And it's really humbling. You know, I I never see myself like that. It's just, okay, I'm making these paintings. and Oh, this one was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, it's, you never... You never see yourself how other people see you. So maybe that's kind of the disconnect that I'm um, plagued with is seeing James is still that kid from 2010 who's trying to figure it out and being a different person now. You know, being a person of some sort of, I don't know, I mean, it's weird, you guys, but... And quit young artists, if you guys are new, understand that the weight of people who have been doing it a little longer doesn't really mean that much. Stay focused, um, figure out where you want to be and just, you know, try to make your next painting your best painting every time. And, you know, changing methods and experimenting isn't bad. It's something that as artists we are tasked to do all of our work should not look the same we should not follow the same exact process we need to figure this stuff out so you know a lot of you guys are just you're you're doing it and you're pushing and i see it and i'm admiring the stuff and i'm like whoa i applaud you i i receive it keep going keep pushing um for those who are feeling like they haven't achieved, you know, that in art where they would like to, they're, they're fighting to get that respect, you know, a secret in the sauce. Like I told you guys is maybe you need to quit painting. Sounds kind of harsh, doesn't it? But if you think about it, like, all right, I stopped painting and I did a drawing every day and then at the end of these 30 days, I have 30 new drawings. Is it really that harsh? You're still making work. You're still attempting to understand these things, but you're just working on yourself. You're working on a different part of you as an artist. And, you know, we didn't really talk about the art business side. And I think this really... If Art and BS is a brand, you know, everybody knows that this thing is exactly the way James is in real life. There's no, I mean, we don't switch up. There ain't no switch and changeable. We're honest. We wear our hearts on our sleeve and shoot from the hip. And also, you know, we apologize when we're wrong. But what's interesting is like, we shouldn't be wrong for feeling a certain way. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be put in a in a milk crate of demonization and fucking finger pointing because we feel a certain way. Because y'all feel ways. We all feel ways. Talking around, going in circles. We're fifty one minutes, and I ain't smoked no purple. Um, yeah, but let's talk about some good stuff. I'm going to end this, um, real quick. You guys, you got to be careful out there. <laughs>
I really wanted to talk about something. I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it. Um, I think that there is a, and this is not art related. This is not BS related. This is social standings. And sometimes I get on my social stuff. Sometimes I try really not to. I don't really want to make this podcast real racy. Um, I want to make it generic art-related stuff that hopefully you guys can learn from, even if James is going off. But, and this is the kind of cool thing. You guys, and this goes without saying, (laughs) and what's funny is after I say it, the homies and the family, you guys will be like, James, you don't have to do that with us. Okay. So having friends from all types of demographics, you know, I have, y'all know, we all types of homies. And, Throughout my life, I've had all t- all types of, like, white friends. You know, like, I've had white friends who are, like, super into rock. I've had white friends who are super into hip-hop. I've had white friends who are into both. I've had, you know, all types of, of white homies. But we there's this shift going on in our culture right now where people are attempting to be more socially conscious. And I'm running into these newly socially conscious people. And I find myself, even outside of these interactions, having socially conscious discussions, you know, with all types of people. If it's black, white, people from the LGBTQ community, all just whatever, I'm, I'm running to these conversations. But one thing that I'm finding is, is there's a breed... <laughs> of new socially conscious people who have like went through 40 years of their life not around people of color and then all of a sudden right now they're attempting to right the wrongs of societies and they you know it's like they're late to the party and they're trying to make up for lost time and if you're listening to the podcast if you're listening and you check that box you know kudos to you if you're listening and you like, man, James, we've been in the trenches for since day one. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even. You, you guys are kind of, I think you know where this train is going. <laughs> okay. It's really important in my eyes to not only have conversations that attempt to figure out the not only the best course of action, but like, what are we really not seeing? Um, because if we're going to fight these fights, which I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm golf clapping it. Y'all get the biggest golf clap ever. If you're going to try to fight these fights, it's really important to figure out like what the community needs. And then that way the energy is spent in the right place because, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's any sort of fight that can be fought, like let me jump in, and that's that's not the best use of our energy. And I have to look at it like hold on. And guys, this is this is stuff that's kinda heavy, so I, I attempt to process it so my words are not wasted attempting to lily pad in between points. And I, it's hard for me to really be direct, even though I should just be direct. 
and I'm really good about being direct in in stuff like this when I'm not on the mic, but because this is recorded and because I'm talking to, um, I'm blindly talking to an audience. I have no clue who's out there. I want, I really want to be, be careful about how I say this, but I think that it's, it's important because we can facilitate change. You know, these people who are newly, um, awakened, (laughs) um, it just it it really it kind of it's it's weird and wild because I think about things like the West Side of Fresno and how the West Side really does have sidewalks in certain areas and the sidewalks are needed, but more emphasis is put on and more conversations are around Jerry Dyer, who is the mayor of Fresno, and what he is or isn't doing than how to get sidewalks so people can walk with their children to the store or so the elderly can have clear paths, you know, if they want to take their walkers out and get some sunlight. Like, this is stuff that's important. So, I mean, sure, we can attempt to, man, like, bring all of this guy's dirty laundry, which most people who are in Fresno seem to know, and it's, I don't really think that that's gonna get some sort of like, if we, if people uh, accomplish their goal of ousting the mayor and, you know, doing whatever they go, which it didn't work. Dude went from police chief to mayor, and I'm not really a politicky kind of dude. But uh, for those, oops, sorry, for those who are not from Fresno, you know, we had a police chief who had some with some super crazy allegations on his name, and then he still managed to uh, become mayor, and people are, you know, still using a lot of their energy to oust him, and my whole thing is, is like, okay, the people who are controlling that kind of stuff, they they're over there doing that. Let's fight these battles that, that we can win. That's, that's kind of my my look on it. But anyway, if you're a newly woke advocate, like I think the the conversations are important to have, have, get in the trenches and just see what's cracking and see what people need. And in that way, you'll be better equipped and armed to actually help these communities because attempting to come in and help them the way you feel like they need to be helped. That's that saviorism. And, you know, I don't even like these buzzwords because what I'm finding is, is it's a lot of the people who are guilty of this stuff using the buzzwords, like, you know, people who may have Karen type tendencies use the word Karen and the people who are like in the culture and, boots to the ground and having these conversations, you know, on a daily basis, the ones who, you know, y'all, y'all know who y'all are, you know, we, we chop it up on the phone. They don't even use these words. So it's kind of like, it's a great way for people to tell where it's a, it's a great, um, we call it indicator on where we're at. So I say that to say, if we're really attempting to help, let's have these conversations, um, you know, with marginalized communities or with artists or whoever we're, we're 
attempting to help. Hey, artists, what are some things that you would like to see curators do? What are some ways that we can do better, um, you know, if we're attempting to be social justice advocates and stuff like that? And I think that's, you know, oh, my God. Stop thinking, James. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Y'all got got me for an hour. I was here for a good time, not a long time. And um, you know, who knows if this one will even get posted. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week. Same BS time, same BS channel. Once again, there's some shit I just thought of y'all. Scientific fiction that's not admissible in no court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir. James drills over and out. I told you from the dough, I told you from the get-go, you don't gotta go home, but you gotta go. Art and Bullshit Podcast.
it's been a really um interesting you know it's wild you guys i've been fighting so many battles i'm using this as a way to sound off because in real time i'm i've been really good you guys about maintaining grace and not really saying things that that feel like um you know people need to hear but this is a selected audience and you guys are the choir um you know and i'm just over here preaching i'm on my soapbox let's get to some positive stuff It's it is wild. You know, I, I heard a person say that you can't get to where you're trying to get to if you have broken stuff. Like if you're surrounding yourself with broken people, if you're out, if you're surrounding yourself with broken things, you know, James, you can't make the paintings you want if your pencils are broken. They have to be sharp. They have to be on point. And surrounding ourselves with broken things and things that are functioning outside of you know their intended usage and, and surrounding ourselves with things that might appear to be shiny um yeah that, that can be a momentary thing that seems cool but it's not a recipe for eternal success and I don't know what success is I mean I'm not I don't know if I'll, I don't think that I'm successful by society standards but I'm kind of happy with what I do so that's tight um yeah so you guys ever find yourself like artists and this is a question for artists you ever find yourself you know talking to people about art or trying to open up a conversation so you can sell a pet portrait or something like that and then the person that you're trying to sell the art to um immediately diverts that to oh you know i know an artist and i think this is this is something that kind of ties into my zine it's like yeah you know i know an artist and it's it's really it's fascinating to me because i wonder is it one of those things where because you're an artist the fact that they know an artist makes them understand us more or does it because there's uh, there's different circumstances i'm thinking of two different types of circumstances in general that you guys may may experience um one particular one one is like the i know an artist you know and sometimes it's kind of cool when it's someone that you know and it's like hey you know that's my homie yeah you know we we go way back we was doing all types of hood rat stuff together um and other times it seems like it's some sort of attempt to get validation. And, you know, we, we, we all get it from different places. A lot of times, you know, we get happy with the Instagram stuff and, you know, start posting everything. And I think that a lot of times my, um, <laughs> I was going to say my anger, but I don't really be angry. It's more so just disappointment in the treatment of artists and wanting us to get a fair shake, um, consistently fighting on behalf of artists. We're all over the map. I think this is one of those episodes where I've said, I think 30 times now, 
I should start a change jar every time I say that. I'll put a quarter in starting next episode. Mm. This is more of a sounding board episode. 